It's time for the Flagler Radio Business Report, a 30-minute roundtable discussion with local businesses. And now, your host, Kirk Keller. Good morning and welcome to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. Today, we're going to be talking about doom spending and what doom spending is. It, it seems to be not really a, a new word. It's a new term, a new philosophy. But if everybody remembers during Y2K, this happened at the same time, but it just had a different nickname. With me today is Gary Lubai with South State Bank. Good morning, Gary. And then Dr. Joe Saviak is with me today, a former college professor and all-around guru. Is that a good title? Good morning. Is that a good title for you, Joe? It's wonderful to be with you. All right. So doom spending. Gary, when you and I first talked, that was kind of a new term for you. Yeah. Um, Do you remember Y2K? Oh, yeah. Vividly. Did you have issues back then when people thought the end of the world was coming and they would come out and just get, get a loan and... Didn't yeah, think they ever had to pay back? Well, we were concerned at the time of, you know, people wanting inordinate amounts of cash and that type of thing. And um, I remember people thinking that their checking accounts might evaporate at midnight and um, having to, you know, because every, everybody was having to reprogram certain things that, you know, had all, always had a 19 in front of them. Right. But uh, in the end, we all woke up the next day, and everything was fine. Everything but, uh, was still but, working. But yeah, you, you heard some real wild stories about people literally. And uh, I remember reading one story. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time, and there was a guy. He, he had actually, I'm trying to remember his name now, but he played for Alabama at one time. And he and his wife and family, they, they sold their house, and they bought a double wide and went out on a plot of land and literally camped there for, you know, the Y2K event. Just think so. it was going to be doom and gloom. Yeah. And we all did. We all, we all went through it. Well, I have electricity tomorrow morning. Well, I have this tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, and that was even really before internet was a big thing like it is today. Yeah, that's true. So doom spending, I did a little research. Um, millennials, um, 43% of millennials are reporting that's what they're going to do with their loans. They're just getting loans. They're buying fancy cars. They can't really afford, but they think it's going to, we're going to be doomed next year. So why not have some fun in that time period? Uh, Gen Z, which is the younger folks, 35% of them are reporting that they're planning on getting a loan and never paying it back. I don't understand the thinking there. I mean, do they really think that our economy is that bad? Uh, but- there's a couple thoughts that run through my mind when I hear that. One, I'm glad it's not more than 50%. We're true. <laughs> uh, two, um, our, our, our government doesn't set, you know, the greatest example when you're talking about forgiving, you know, student loan debt. And do you, things of do that you nature. think that's what put it in their mind that, hey, if, if the government can give forgive my student loan, then why can't the banks forgive me on buying this ex, uh, elaborate vehicle? Yeah, I mean, we're, we have printed a lot of money in the last three years when you are going on four now. Right. Um, we have really not not always done it in a prudent fashion. Let's just put it that way, and and so as a result of that, a lot of a lot of things that you're seeing is people not recognizing that that can't sustain itself. 
in, in that fashion. What what you have to understand is that you do have to pay things back when you take out a loan, and I can uh, assure you that the banking system will be going after those people. Um, you know, in you know, with everything that they can to be repaid. So I wouldn't suggest it. And secondly, uh, when you take a look at your credit score, your credit score matters a lot. uh, I'm glad you mentioned credit score. Credit Karma did a survey and 96% of the Americans of today do believe that our economy is in a horrible state. Uh, So do you think that's why they think they do? They think the economy, Joe chip in here. Do you, do Americans think the economy is going to crash and we won't have to pay anything back? I mean, there certainly is, uh, if you follow the national survey research, um, real concerns by Americans over the state of the economy and the future of the economy. And I just would underscore a point that uh, that Gary just made about, you know, Justice Brandeis once wrote in a famous uh, U.S. Supreme Court opinion, government is the teacher – and what is the lesson being taught to our young people when the government compiles, you know, approaching $30 trillion in national debt? And then there's another piece that, the, that um, sometimes people miss, which is there's over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities with our federal entitlement programs. So the, the amount of debt is actually uh, far, far higher than just simply the national debt figure. And it's a structural deficit, meaning – uh, spending and uh, revenue are the, the the two lines are far apart, and and they're they're not showing any any sign of of um, of closing that gap. What I would recommend to young people is be financially literate, uh, try to be an owner, right, rather than a renter, rather that that's you know buying buying a a car that has 10,000 miles on it, but it's something that you can afford. It's going to last you a long time. It may not be the 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 wildest, um, you know, best-looking sports car, but it's it's durable and you can afford it. Uh, pay attention, uh, as Gary said, to your credit rating uh, because that will influence your ability to uh, participate in in um, major uh, economic decisions throughout your life. Uh, focus on savings and retirement early. Uh, that's not something you start thinking about when you're 55. That's that's something you need to be thinking about in your 20s, right? Uh, you need to be thinking long term. And simply, uh, why? The principle of compounding, right? Which is uh, financially things. Um, if if you're you're incremental and you're you're consistent, you're disciplined about savings and your retirement uh, and your investments. You know, over over 30 years, over 35 years, that becomes substantial. And enables you to have a retirement because a good percentage of voters of different generations, they really don't believe the entitlement programs will actually be there anymore. Right. Let's talk about the bank. Yes. Uh, depositors. Do you still still see young people depositing money in the bank like like we did when we were ch- children or younger? Yes. But not not you don't see them as frequently. They don't uh, come in because yeah, it, it's not coming into the bank. And um, but uh, I've even seen some parents bring their children in as a teaching lesson. And what Joe said earlier, becoming financially literate. I'm so glad that our governor and our legislature has put that into the curriculum. 
yes. of our school system here. Um, I, I can remember back in my days um, here in this community when uh, at Prosperity Bank, when we were supporting financial literacy programs and things of that nature for the high schools here and and how valuable that that was but now to have that type of thing being inserted into the school system i think is great uh, but yeah I, I i do think that people it, it's a it's a matter of being a parent and using that opportunity to teach your children no, I agree. I, I remember as a child sitting down with my parents going over like the cost of the farm to run the farm. We grew up on yeah. a farm. Uh, how many bales of hay you had to buy? How much mm-hmm. you could afford to buy, buy that bale of hay? And then uh, uh, going to the restaurants, my dad would always pass the ticket around to one of his kids, and he wanted us to fill out the tip and all that stuff. He'd still sign it and pay for it mm-hmm. on his, his credit card or debit card. But he made us be financially responsible and understand this meal is not just costing us $50 today. It's $50 plus 20%. That's yeah. how I was rated. And I still do the same thing to this day. I, you know, I get a ticket at a restaurant. I slide it to either my wife or one of my children if they're with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do it. And, uh, and they, it, 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 when I first started doing it, it was like, how do you figure that out so fast? It's because I've done it all these years. But I, I right. think that is part of the responsibility of the parent. And I think we do get away from that. Do you think these two generations um, – uh, Gen Z and the millennials, do you think they're entitled? Is that why they think they can get away f- with borrowing money and never paying it back or wanting to pay it back? I, I think there is a percentage of those of that those generations. I, I, I don't ever like to just, you know, whitewash an entire sector. Right. Um, but I do think that generationally speaking, with each generation, it seems like it has become more and more i'm entitled to this this is you know something that should be given to me uh i've i've seen it with some people uh with student loans is probably the best example they they just you know in some cases they don't think that they should have to pay it back and they made a decision at one point in time to to take that loan dr saviak you're a college professor or was a college uh-huh. professor. What do you see on college campuses? Because you still go and do some guest lectures. and, 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 and Sure. I, I think there needs to be um, a really strong connection between our education system in America and preparing and equipping individuals for success in the real world throughout their lives. Now, I think you see that more in our – um, you know, in our in our high schools, you know, with the job academies and the in the training programs and opportunities to learn about careers and uh, life skills classes, um, but um, we we clearly want to make sure that uh, just as you illustrated with a wonderful example from your own family, uh, that we are um, ensuring that our young people acquire the knowledge and skills they need to succeed. Uh, which is it means being you know financially responsible and becoming a homeowner and maintaining a good credit rating and um, Americans historically and I, I defer to Gary on this he will, he'll know more uh, don't always have the highest rate of uh, savings mm-hmm. right of personal savings uh, and we're not always the best retirement planners and and so all of these issues are very important for families to discuss. 
uh, with 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 uh, children and, and and youth and teenagers, um, and it, important for uh, our schools to discuss, um, and and important for employers to discuss with employees when you when you're hiring individuals in their twenties or thirties to to sit down and have a discussion about retirement options and how retirement planning works and. Um, I think all of these are uh, major assets and advantages in life, and uh, anyone uh, who believes they're going to be successful in the long term without being financially literate um, is unfortunately going to probably learn the hard way that that was not a not a good approach. I totally understand and agree with that. Both of you mentioned credit scores. Mm-hmm. Let's take a fast commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk more about the credit scores. This is the Business Report. We'll be right back right after this. wanted to come back to Pompos where I live and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision making. Good morning and welcome to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. My guest this morning is Dr. Joe Saviak and Gary Lubai. Uh, we are talking about doom spending, which is a, a new term for the three of us. Uh, it's something I read about and something I heard about, and I was shocked when I did research it. Uh, according to um, research and Credit Karma, uh, 43% of the millennials are planning on doing doom spending. 35% of the Generation Z folks are planning on doing doom spending. Doom spending is where you go out and you buy a fancy car, get a loan on it, where you go out and just borrow money, period, because you got good credit at, at that time. And you think you never have to pay it back because you think the end of the world is going to happen sometime in 2024. So that's what doom spending is, and that's what we're talking about. Both of you earlier in the show have mentioned the credit score system. I know for a fact with my daughter, she's 23, 24 years old, maybe 25. So anyway, somewhere in their 20s. <laughs> She does not believe in the credit score system because she gets emails all the time. She gets stuff in the mail all the time. Increase your credit score by joining this. Increase your credit score by doing this. It really has nothing to do with what she's paying back. So I think the the younger generation thinks of the credit score as a scam. Gary? Uh, It's not a scam, number one. (laughs) And and, and number two, it's an indicator and a predictor for lenders of various sorts, whether those are anything from banks to department stores to, you know, car companies and, and so on. They are predictors of the likelihood that you're going to repay that loan. It's based on history. And history is the greatest predictor. The past is your greatest predictor for the future. It's like profiling. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is utilize that, and in turn, it can actually, the higher your credit score, it can save you money in the long run. And I think Dr. Saviak kind of spoke to that earlier about you get a good credit score, you're, you may end up paying less in rent or maybe paying less on an interest rate on a car loan and less on a mortgage 
and and so on and so forth. So it, it, it's it's extremely important, and people sometimes often, especially the younger uh, generation, and that's been going on for a long time. Yes. I think it's just you just don't understand it, and so therefore you push it aside. But until one day it wakes up and it 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 slaps you in the face. There's three credit score systems. Um, and I have to admit, I get those same emails like my daughter does join our membership program and you know, bump your score up four points or something like that. Is that fair? If well, you're, if you're paying a $35 a month fee, I, I think the types of things that they end up telling you to do, it's, um, I don't know if I'd call it fair, but it, it's kind of coaching you on, well, if you would pay off this credit card or cancel this loan or something like that uh this can have an impact in in such and such a way you know on your credit score mm-hmm. and so what they're looking for are the things that are are the drivers you know to increase your credit score or can drop your credit score you know likewise so uh you know are they fair i i'm not sure i guess that the the beauty is in the eye of the beholder on that but do one. you see where they they get that mentality because yeah. i do and is that mentality causing this doom spinning effect? Well, I, I think they're thinking when they hear those words, what they're thinking is somebody's going to sprinkle magic dust on on their credit, and, it, and all of a sudden that past due load is going to go away. That's that's not what they're ultimately trying to do. They're trying to coach you on how to manage your credit. Right in such a way and uh but the interpretation i think is exactly the way you just described it though i I do think and i also think joe you brought this up earlier that our youth of today heard all about this college forgiveness loan program that the government was going to do that they wouldn't have to pay back their colleges blah 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 so they're thinking hey if i don't have to pay my college loan back why don't i have to pay my car loan back why don't i have to pay my home loan back why don't i have to pay this personal loan back do you, you think that's part of the well, problem? Well, you certainly want to encourage a culture of uh, personal responsibility and financially sound decision making. Um, I, I, you know, the credit rating is going to influence your access to uh, capital, and and risk influences rate. So it's also going to influence the rate you pay. Uh, there's one of the major auto insurance companies that instead of looking at your driver's record, they actually found the credit rating scores more predictive. Um, than your past driving history uh, in terms of your risk uh, and, and, and what type of behaviors you might engage in while driving. So um, the credit rating is important uh, for our young people to understand that uh, that, that, that number uh, will have consequences and will influence um, opportunities and, and decisions that you want to make and therefore – um, in, ensuring that you uh, monitor that credit rating and and you take actions that sustain a higher credit rating and avoid actions that would uh, uh, decrease it are, are definitely important. Um, I, I, it, to your generational point, when you look at you know the five different generations uh, now uh, now now six right. Um, I think one of the defining characteristics is, um, and I and I, I'd love to see a study done on this, is did they grow up during times of economic prosperity, or were things more economically challenging? Right. So traditionalists like 
you know, my parents who lived through the Great Depression, mm-hmm. you know, they have a very specific view about debt and, uh, and, and, and making sure you live within your means and, and you don't do engage in extravagant spending. Um, and it's quite possible that as newer generations have experienced only periods of economic prosperity, that they assume that this is automatic and a given and, uh, uh, and therefore might be less concerned about these issues about savings and the credit rating and ownership. But, but really moving young people into ownership, you know, you own a home, you own a car, you, uh, these are, you, you're acquiring assets, you're accumulating assets during your lifetime. This is all very positive for a, a number of reasons, both for you as an individual and for us as a community and society. No, that's, and that brings up a very good point. My father, and mother grew up through the Great Depression, and my parents saved everything and sold everything they could always sell, and they, they passed that down to, to, I think, my brothers and sisters. Uh, but I think we probably have done a horrible job passing it down to our children, that we wanted our children to have more than I had, maybe. But um, and, and that's not necessarily a bad um, uh, impulse uh, to want to be generous uh, to, to your children, uh, but um, – you know, the responsibility, accountability has to be a strong message within our culture. Um, and, and we certainly don't want individuals making poor financial decisions that have long-term consequences that are going to follow them uh, professionally and personally and into business uh, for years to come. Gary, do you see larger savings accounts today than you did yesteryear or vice versa? I, I would say um, – a lot of that will depend on where people are in their cycle of life. Um, yes, uh, in terms of, I remember being a rookie branch manager in 1981 at the age of 23 and seeing these people that looked really old that are the same age as me today. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly how you feel and, after me. But they came in in, in droves and CD, for CDs that were paying 16.5% compounded daily that gave them a 50% return on investment in 30 months if they left the interest in there and just let it compound. And uh, so, but no, I, I think you definitely see it, you know, today, but it's been more of that accumulation of wealth that happens also over a lifetime. But what Dr. Saviak spoke about earlier, the importance of compounding. Uh, a lot of these people are people that in their 20s started putting money into a 401k and they leveraged the matching that they were getting from their employer. And so as a result of that, year over year, it just built on itself. And now those people have have more. But I'm glad you brought up CDs. What CDs paying these days? Uh, probably right, right in the neighborhood, depending on where you're looking, uh, length of term, ironically today, shorter term is actually higher than longer term. Uh, but probably in the upper fours to low to mid fives. It's not 16 and a half percent anymore, huh? Uh, no, no, thank, thank God, because inflation was 12% back then. So, uh, well, and that's a balancing act that a lot of people don't seem to yeah, understand. Right it's now. all about the spread. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, uh, but I, I think that's the part that, um, definitely we had not seen inflation though, like, like that until here very recently. Exactly. My guest today, uh, Gary Lubine, 
Gary, Lou, by how do we get in touch with you if we want to ask more questions about a CD? Uh, a CD, you can, you can just come on by South State Bank at uh, 175 Cypress Point Parkway. That's right across the street from Walmart. Excellent. Dr. Joe Samiak, my other guest this morning, we've been talking about doom spending. Seems to be a trend with the millennials and Gen Z folks. Uh, we don't want it to happen. It's going to hurt us all if this does happen, like they're predicting. Mm-hmm. But right now, 96% of the Americans in the USA believe that our economy is on a downhill run, according to Credit Karma. Thanks for joining us on the Business Report. I'm your host, Kurt Keller. So I wanted to come back to Palm Coast where I live, and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision making. Costco.